And we're back. It's 94 WIP Conversation. My name's Peter Solomon. These times are certainly stress-filled. How do we deal with stress at work, at home, and balancing the two? Well, we're going to talk about that with author Stephen Stein. He's one of the authors of the new book, Hardness, Making Stress Work for You to Achieve Your Life Goals. Let's say good morning to Stephen Stein. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Peter. How are you doing? Stress, is it inevitable in life? Absolutely. You can't live without it unless, you know, you're not alive anymore. Well, that's true. It's part of life. But it would be nice if it went away. <laughs> well, maybe yes and maybe no, because, you know, we need that, that physiological aspect of stress that keep us going. Okay. Um, how did you get interested in stress? Well, as a psychologist, I've been uh, studying stress for a long time. It goes back to 35, 40 years ago when I did my master's thesis. I was interested in managing stress. Has stress and how it manifests itself changed over the years? Uh, I don't think the way it manifests has changed so much, but we're certainly seeing a lot more of it today than we used to see. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, there's so much going on around us. Uh, You know, social media and all the things happening. Our uh, jobs aren't as stable as they used to be. The world's changing so rapidly that we find it hard to keep up. Social media ought to come with a bottle of Tums to get rid of that antacid feeling. (laughs) That might help. And antacid is just one of the symptoms of stress, isn't it? Yeah, there's a number of different symptoms. Um... That come with stress, absolutely. All right. When you and your partner in this book, um, Paul Bartoni, researched the book, how did you do that? Well, Paul's been working in the area of hardiness again for like 30 years. He's a retired colonel in the U.S. military, taught at West Point. And he looked at that also. It was his doctoral thesis where they looked at the stress that uh, that bus drivers went through because he worked summers as a bus driver. And some of them, you know, did pretty well day by day. They were happy. They got along. And other ones were all stressed out. They had physiological problems, heart problems. So that began his research, and he took it with him into the military, into West Point, when he studied uh, military cadets and, and uh, new recruits and looked at which ones became good leaders. And is there a relationship Absolutely. There was a relationship between hardiness, and it was stronger than other things that you might have heard about, like grit, mental toughness. Hardiness was the key factor that differentiated uh, the real good, uh, real good leaders. Define hardiness. This would be a good point to do that. Well, sure. It's three things. It's, uh, one is, is commitment, which means having a strong sense of purpose and meaning in your life. The second is challenge, which is around flexibility, the ability to see the, the lighter side of things or the better side of things, learn from mistakes. And the third is control, the ability to take charge of your life and make a difference. That's hard to do, though, especially in the workplace. You work for somebody, and the person you work for is the one in charge. They are, but there's certain things that you're in charge of in terms of what you think and what you feel and how you manage your own time, and that's what you got to focus on. Well, you can think and feel your boss is a fool, but that doesn't get you through the day. It may or may not. What you can also do is think of ways to get a new job or move to another department and get away from your boss. So it's a choice. Absolutely. 
We mentioned a bad stomach being one of the problems that people have who are stressed. What are some of the others? What do we see? Oh, sometimes they get sweaty, their heart races. Uh, they say things to themselves that, uh, you know, I'll never do this. I'm a failure. I can't get ahead. So there's mental things. There's physiological things. Uh, your cortisone levels, your hormone levels change. So there's a whole range of things that happen when we're under stress. Produces heart attacks, among other things, doesn't it? Yeah, if you continue with the stress long enough that it can weaken your heart, and people do get heart attacks as a result of stress. But stress, I tend to think anyway, and I think a lot of people tend to think of as an emotion, but you're saying it's something much more. It's absolutely more than emotion. It's physiological, it's behavioral, uh, it's cognitive in your mind. It's all of those things together. All right. Let's talk about the cognitive nature of stress. Tell me about it. Well, what we do is what we think and what we say to ourselves. And and usually when we have stress, they're negative thoughts. Oh, my God, this is awful. i got to get out of here. I can't take this. I can't stand this. It's all these negative thoughts and negative uh, ways of looking at the world that we have when we're under stress. And if you have a job like that, you do have a choice. It can be a scary choice, but a choice. You do have a choice, and, uh, you know, many people take that choice. They look at it differently. They say, okay, I hate doing this at work, but maybe I'll go do something else that I like doing. How does stre- what is stress like for you? Certainly, I'm going to imagine well, writing a book is stress. No, writing a book actually is more relaxing. But when I have stressful things, uh, performing music in front of a crowd of people, that could be stressful for me. So what I do is I, I change the way I think about it. And instead of saying, oh, my God, I'm going to fail or sound terrible in front of this audience, I say, well, this is really exciting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best and learn something. And if I fail, well, that's just too bad. They've got to accept that. They've got to accept it, but sometimes it's hard for you to accept it, isn't it? Uh, I'm learning to accept it because you can't be perfect, you know, in, in a lot of things. We make mistakes. Everybody in life makes mistakes. And if I make a mistake, you know, playing music in front of a group of people, that's the way it is. I can, I can live with that. But a lot of people have this voice in their head that says they are supposed to be perfect. They are supposed to do it right. And, and that's really what hardiness is about. It's learning to change that voice. You don't have to live with that voice. You can turn it around. Turn it around how? You can say, I can accept myself even if I'm not perfect. I don't have to be perfect. Who says I have to be perfect? Why do I have to be perfect? We, we get them to sort of change the, the self-talk and look at it differently. So what if I make mistakes? Is the world going to end if I make a mistake? Can I still live and go on with my life if I make a mistake? Of course you can. You may make a mistake and your life may go on, but you may be unemployed. Well, you may be, but you know what? You can find another job. You might find a job you like even more than the one you lost. Who's the book for? It looks for everyone. I think that we wrote this book for, for the general population, for people who deal with stress. And uh, we feel that everyone deals with stress. And you don't have to be employed for stress. Absolutely not. We have people who, uh, who are unemployed. We actually have uh, examples in the book of people that we've worked with who are unemployed. 
Uh, we have homemakers. We have people in high-stress jobs like police officers and firefighters, first responders. We have military people. So the book is really for anyone who deals with stress in any way. This might be a good time to offer us case history, names and dates changed to protect the guilty and the innocent. How does it work? How does it work? Yes. How does working with someone for stress work? Oh, well, what we do is, is we look at, you know, we look at three C's. We assess them and see, do you feel that you're in control of your life? Or, or do, you, do, you, do you take failure as challenge? Do you look at the brighter side of things? Do you have commitment? Do you have a purpose in your life? Do you have something that you really want to get? Where do you see yourself in 10 years, in five years, in one year? And we help them work towards those goals. These are the three areas that we find really help people deal much better with stress. It really is a cognitive behavioral approach, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Change the thoughts and the emotions will change? You change the thoughts and your emotions will change and so will your behaviors. You know, we've done over 30 years of research in cognitive behavioral approaches and we've narrowed it down to these three C's when it comes to dealing with stress and it's made such a difference in so many people's lives. Hmm. I can see how that might work in a workplace, but how does it work for the housewife or the house husband at home? Well, even, you know, people who are at home have stress and people, couples fight or, or get upset over things. And sometimes they're little things that they're fighting over. Sometimes they're big things like not enough money in the household. But, you know, getting upset and fighting over it isn't going to solve that problem. So here you can, you know, calm down and look for for better ways to find solutions to these problems. Fighting isn't going to solve the problem, but sometimes it feels awful good. Yeah, it might feel good in the short term, but it's going to, it's going to hurt your relationship in the long term, and that's going to make things even worse for you. So finding ways to work together to come up with a solution is usually a much better solution to, to go for. And you're listening to Conversation here on 94 WIPL Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. I'm talking with Stephen Stein. He's one of the authors of the new book, Hardiness, Making Stress Work for You in Achieving Your Life Goals. Stephen, got to run a few commercials here or I'll get stressed. We'll be back in just a bit. And we're back and we're talking stress and how to fight it as we talk with Stephen Stein. Psychologist, one of the authors of a new book, Hardiness, Making Stress Work for You in Achieving Your Life Goals. My name's Peter Solomon. Stephen, how does stress and life goals relate? Do they get, one gets in the way of the other? Yeah, if you're stressed out all the time and worried about things, you're not going to move forward in your life. You're going to get stuck trying to deal with those, those situations or those feelings. So being able to navigate the stress and get through it helps you get to the goals that you want to reach. Hmm. All right. This works for adults. Is it different between men and women? It's not that different between men and women. They both, you know, they both react the same way in, in tough situations, but for the most part, both of them all have that physiological response and the mental response as well. And kids, we find that this is a great approach for young kids. How does it work for kids? I mean, I tend well, to we looked at, uh, at kids in, in, different, uh, in different areas. One area we studied were athletes, athletic kids. Those are the, were uh, high-performance athletes. 
And we found that these same processes, the way they think about things, the way they approach challenges, uh, just made a huge difference in how they dealt with their lives in terms of managing stress. Hey, I tend to think of kids and, you know, the worst stress they've got is getting their homework done. That's not so bad. For some of them, but for some of them, life is, is more stressful. You know, some of them don't have the things of the other kids. There's a lot of stress on kids today in terms of keeping up with the other kids, in terms of social media, bullying. There's so much happening in the schools that, you know, a lot of things that didn't happen when we were in school. So we're finding that the stress levels in kids has really grown in the last 10 years. I mean, when you talk about kids, I know we talk about drugs, we talk about sex, we talk about is there going to be a tomorrow or are we going to blow up the world? Yeah, and all of these things lead to a more stressful life. And what we can do is, is teach kids how to, how to cope better with all these situations. Huh. Where do you go to find help with your stress? Well, there's a number of, of places and things you can do. I mean, some people work out in the gym. Some people see a therapist. Um, depending on the level of your stress and how much it's interfering with your life. Clearly, if it's interfering with your life, it's a good idea to talk to someone. And uh, you could talk to a close friend or to a relative. And if it's really serious, you talk to a professional therapist. Should they have a particular credential on their wall if you're going to a therapist dealing with stress? I would think it's a good idea to go to a therapist with, with a credential, a, a licensed psychologist or social worker or someone like that uh, that's had a lot of experience in dealing with the stress, uh, knows how it works, knows how to overcome it. Um, you know, if it's really serious, that would be the recommendation. What about medication? Does that help? Well, it does for some people. If the stress is really blocking your life and getting in the way of things, uh, it, I don't see it as, as really an ultimate solution to dealing with problems. It's a way of kind of trying to avoid them or get away from them in a way, unless you've got something really physiologically wrong with you. The reason I ask is I hearkening back to my college days and midterms and finals. And I used to be fine on the outside. And on the inside, I felt like I was going a 1,000 miles an hour. Stress. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Uh, you know, it's the kind of uh, exam anxiety uh, that we get in college. But, you know, you've got to change that by thinking differently. But instead of thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to fail, I'm not going to know the answer to those questions, by saying, oh, this is going to be interesting, this is going to be a challenge, this exam is going to really test me, and I'm going to go out, I'm going to do my best and see if I can overcome this exam. But on the other side of that coin is... And if I don't do well on this exam, I'm going to get a bad mark. They're going to kick me out of college, and my parents will kill me. Well, it's possible. You know, it's always a possibility that your life is going to change, and you're going to have to go in a different direction. But then you think of all the people who didn't make it through college, people like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Michael Dell. So, again, it may not, it may not be the best solution for you, but it also may not be the end of the world. Hmm. Is that the problem we tend to think in absolutes? A lot of people think in absolutes. It's, it's black and white. It's uh, I'm going to pass, I'm going to fail, it's going to be the end of the world. And there's, there's a lot of gray room in between that you can work with, that you can try and find an, a totally different solution than you even considered before. 
And that's one of the ways as a therapist can come in, isn't it? It certainly is. You know, we have to look at alternatives. Maybe school isn't for you. Maybe there's another way you could learn or distance learning or some other way for you to, to get the goals that you want. Now, that's interesting to me, how people learn. And that's probably got a relationship to stress in that, again, when I went to school, the way you learned was you sat at your desk and the teacher talked and you listened. That's very different than how people learn today, isn't it? Yeah, today, we, you know, we have a multimedia world where, you know, we listen through, you know, different channels and different approaches. Uh, it is. It's changed a lot from, uh, from, I guess, when you and I went to school. Absolutely. Um, when you say the book is for everyone, it's a, is it a book for people under stress? It's for people who are under stress. It's for people who may be going into stressful situations or stressful job. You may be a new, uh, new police officer, maybe joining the military. Uh, people who are currently having stress and finding it hard to get over or people who are entering a new position or a new part of chapter of life where stress is, is going to be part of it. Any of those people can find the book useful in how to manage stress. How about for people who cause stress? My father used to say yeah. there are two kinds of people, those who give ulcers and those who get them. Be a person who gives yeah. them. <laughs> it might be helpful for them. They could learn what they're doing to other people and, uh, and maybe what they're doing to themselves. Because, you know, those people who cause stress, I don't think they have happy lives uh, themselves. They usually have troubled lives, things happening in their own world. I wonder if the stress causers are people who are stressed and that's their reaction to stress. For a lot of people, it is. You know, they're worried about how they're going to be judged by someone else, and they just come down hard on everybody who's with them or around them and gives them a hard time in, in response. Do you have a website? We do. It's uh, hardinessmindset.com. Hardinessmindset.com. And the book. Um, and. Do you need a Ph.D. in psychology to read it? Absolutely not. This book was written for anyone. Anyone who's capable or interested in reading uh, will find this book very easy to navigate. One way, certainly. Um, Amazon, BarnesNoble.com? Absolutely. It's at all those places. What are you going to tackle now that you've tackled stress? I mean, I would imagine there's stress <laughs> and wondering what's next. Well, that's a good question. Uh, we're going to work on stress for a while. The area that I've been working on along with this is emotional intelligence, so I'll keep working in the emotional intelligence area and uh, in stress. Now, that's an interesting one. Just as a quick aside, what is emotional intelligence? It's really the ability to manage your emotions, uh, the ability to know how you feel in certain situations, to read other people's emotions, to help manage them manage their emotions. Um, that all leads to emotional intelligence. Hmm. Any last words on stress and hardiness? Uh, I think, you know, it's something that everybody can learn to manage better and uh, start with just taking stock of yourself and see what your goals are and where you want to go to life and, and how many of the things that you do day to day help contribute to a better life for yourself. Good advice from my guest, Stephen Stein. One of the authors of the new book, Hardiness, Making Stress Work for You 
in achieving your life goals. Thank you, Stephen Stein. Thanks. Great talking with you, Peter. My pleasure. And you're listening to Conversation here on 94 WIPL Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. More talk in just a bit.